0: Hi, I'm Vicky Ann, Director and Founder of Creative Recruiters. My special guest this week is Andrew Ashton. Andrew is one of Australia's preeminent, highly awarded, esteemed and revered designers. Andrew, welcome to the Creative Studio Insider Podcast.
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for the invitation, Vicky. I hope you're well.
0: Um, Andrew, I'm sure a lot of people know who you are, but they won't necessarily know your story. Can you share with us why you became a creative and what your... Uh, career journey highlights have been along the way.
1: Yeah, okay. I started in 1989 before the internet or the internet had just come out. Um, I'm traditionally trained. Um, I've worked for people. I've started um, small design companies that became big design companies and we sold it out to an international group. Um, I've worked on big brands. I've worked on small brands. I've worked with people like Dame Elizabeth Murdoch. I've worked... um, with agencies like Re and Round. Um, I've won lots of awards, which I'm really grateful for. And I fell into my career, quite literally. I had no idea what I was gonna do when I left school. So I feel very blessed.
0: You must have had some talent, surely, that your teachers noticed?
1: No, I wanted to be a lawyer. So, you know, the (laughs) truth known, I I did. I did all at school, that's all I did. I did work experience in a law firm. And um, yeah. a friend introduced me to graphics and I got into the course and um, he didn't and um, and I just loved it. You know, I've loved it ever since. So I just feel very blessed. I have to say um, I feel like I'm here on borrowed time.
0: You've had an enviable career and we could sit here and talk about it for hours. But today we're actually here to talk about your Powerhouse program. What, it, what inspired you to develop it? What is it and what inspired you
1: to develop it? Okay, well, um, Powerhouse is an in house mentoring program that I developed um, last year, and um, it happened um, near a swimming pool in Ballina. The moon was above, and I kind of asked the question um, what, um, how could you know, communication design and creativity make the biggest difference in our community. And I asked deeper and deeper into that question and got to the end point that uh, there's more graphic design and more communication design uh, happening now than ever, but it's uh, the vast majority of it is created in in-house settings. So I wanted to develop a program in and around um, coaching and mentoring in-house crews um, to be like the studios that I've trained and developed in over the time.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think that there'll be a lot of people listening today whose ears will have pricked up, you know, because I'm not too sure that that's ever been available before to in-house studios.
1: Yeah, it's, it was one of those things, like, over the years, I've encountered a lot of people that work in-house and, in a way, they feel uh, kind of embarrassed about it. Um, and um, that always killed me because, you know, they get paid well yes Um, they're working on really interesting projects um they're working on one brand exclusively and um they've also got flexibility in their lives like they're getting super and all that kind of stuff and you know it's it's nothing to be ashamed of and i I just Mm. um really got i took a lot of interest in it um uh because i don't know people within the within in-house were sort of giving it a bit of a bad rap you know they kind of say compared to you you know it's nothing like what you do and i'm kind of going well you know, in-house traditionally has um, been, you know, a really incredible uh, space to create work. Um, and I suppose it's a case of activating it more.
0: Yeah. Why have in-house creative studios influenced your vision for the future?
1: Well, because I think they're producing most of the work in the country right now. They've got the, uh, they've got the potential to um, help our community lead with creativity and... Um, I just sort of felt that there was an opportunity to go in there and share some of my experience and, Mm. um, transform the in-house thing from being, um, a group of people that just sort of deliver projects for people and it's sort of more like a a quick copy or a copy shop, but, Mm. um, turn in-house studios into the hub of creativity. Um, and I was really keen to sort of share my knowledge and, um, help the help these crew, help these guys, um, uh, be more practice led.
0: Yeah. How do you see in-house studios transforming over the next few years?
1: Um, well in the States, uh, you know, if we listen, if you listen to a lot of creative podcasts in the States, in-house studios have just gone to Megatron. Um, they're, they're really seen as the, I suppose, the creative hub of a business now. So, it's not only about getting PowerPoint presentations out and, you know, kind of Instagram uh, assets and so forth, you know, they're, it, they're really seen as the hub of where um, a business can activate their creative thinking. And a lot of the leadership and a lot of the people that are moving into there are moving from, um, uh, from the agency side. So they're bringing, you know, incredible knowledge to that space and their innovation and, you know, there's product development that's going on Um initiating new, new opportunities for business growth and so forth. Um, even the way in which, you know, the, the, the in-house department can sort of, um, I suppose, influence the way that people generate ideas within the organisation. So, you know, kind of as I see it is, you know, you've got, um, you know, research and development, you've got, you know, obviously you need uh, delivery and logistics, you need to have a sales force, you need to have management and legals. And I see the creative uh, department being, the organization that spirits the you know these businesses into the future
0: mm. and you know it's it's very common for designers not to understand that that is what is going on inside of these in-house studios you know we have built a couple of um very very strong design teams inside of government studios and yeah. the and a designer that is expected you know, 10 years ago, I mean, they just, they wouldn't even get a leg in now. You know, you need to be absolutely at the top of your game to get given those mm. opportunities.
1: Yeah, VA, I'm seeing signs of that now. Um, a friend, Dean Butler, who works at uh, Metro, yeah. he's been in there for, you know, over a decade and he's quietly influencing the whole organisation through design from everything from signage and, you know, livery and, the um, fabrics and just the whole, the whole mood of the organisation really feels like it's design-led now. And yeah. um, it's really exciting seeing someone like Dean just work in an organisation and quietly inspire people with the difference that some um, creativity can make.
0: Yeah, it was a really... Um, my colleague Lawrence Akers placed him there and it's just right. been such a journey helping him build that team and he's just done exceptionally Mm. well. How Mm. you the creativity changing in the life of
1: business? Um, Well, again, I think as there's there's just so much more science now sort of supporting creative thinking. Um, So, um, you know, obviously there's a design thinking stream, there's a user centered, um, it's, you know, there's a user centered approach to kind of creativity now. And I think all these tools are all coming together to sort of help everyday people, people like me sort of understand the difference that creativity can make in an organization. So like I've just done a couple of courses with IDEO, um, around sort of, uh, ideation and, um, business strategy and, what's really interesting is there's only a handful of graphic designers in there. Like a lot of the people in the organization are involved in management. They're involved in marketing. They're involved in product development. And there's a real hunger within business to understand and be spirited by creative thinking. And I think um, what's really interesting is I, I think, people who are not designers are actually leading the charge to be more creative because that's a way that they can make a difference in their business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How can management um, respond to exploiting the possibility of creative
1: thinking? Um, Again, I think training everyone to understand um, design thinking and um, user-centred approach to uh, creativity. And I suppose um, I, I see a lot of... It's a little, like, we're a little bit behind here because I suppose the the attitude towards creativity is, is that of a very functional sort of attitude. It's about, you know, delivering PowerPoint documents and, you know, assets for a campaign and things. And I suppose I think where management can really make a difference with the studios is to actually charge these organisations to become the creative hub of the business. So put in place programs and things that um really help those departments to step up and you know show people how amazing it is um to think creatively and mm-hmm. and invite people within the business. You know, I I think um the creatives, you know, across time, particularly in recent times, they they have this sort of quite arrogant attitude towards the work they make. You know, you know, they, they sort of say are designed, therefore I am, and if you don't know, you know, back off. Um, but I I think a lot of designers are getting in their way and, um, I think we've got to let people in and help them see the way we think about things. And I suppose, um, uh, see the opportunity in collaborating with people like us. So I I think, you know, what I've known when I did some work with MYAB early this year, the in-house department is really keen to, um, you know, jump into the next phase. But the resistance was the upper management who just saw, you know, the the in-house team as just people that produce PowerPoints. So I suppose if there's a little bit more, I, I think if the, if the departments are given more rope and, um, and more opportunity to share what they do uh, mm-hmm. with the rest of the organisation, I think it will, you know, inspire people. I suppose it's a little bit like walking around any area that's, Creativity, like I'm just up in Sydney at the moment, and you know you can see where a creative community is activated, and and it's very attractive to people. People want to have coffee there, have drinks, you know, shop, you know, hang out, and you know, like I'd invite management to sort of create this opportunity within the business where you know really show, like, put on the, you know, like put on their sleeves their creative, their creative assets and their creative people, and I suppose inspire that conversation.
0: Who is it more often than not led by inside of a, a company that ha- that is kind of deciding to build that in-house capability? Is it is it the head of marketing? Um, who, who is it?
1: I, I think it's from the very top down. Um, from the- a lot of the podcasts I've listened to, like there was this um, one I was listening to uh, from... Um, the gentleman that started uh, Chabani, the um, dairy company in the states,
0: mm.
1: he, as a as a CEO, as a founder of that company, you know, he at that sort of very high level um, knew that the difference he could make was through creative thinking and user centered design and design thinking, and he led that charge. I, I, I think, you know, look, I know a lot of CEOs and so forth are really busy, but I think um, once they kind of work out that Creative thinking doesn't require you to dig more holes in the ground or employ more people. It's simply an idea activated and activated to connect. And it's really simple to do, you know, um, Mm. to do it well. And I suppose it's that attitude, that design attitude within the business and within the highest levels to think, well, we've got an incredible sales team and they're dynamic because they've got great connection with their customers. But for us to be more design led, we need to be more creative in our, in the way we see things. And I suppose, um, see the world in a more creative way, which is, um, I suppose a a bit of a barrier for a lot of people because they think it's, you know, they're hanging out in garrets and, you know, looking at art and all that kind of stuff, but it's really just being more imaginative about, you know, what their business could be, you know? And, and saying what if, because, you know, what if doesn't cost you anything, you know, whereas I think there's this real fear of going what if, because they think, oh, God, you know, my cost is something. But great thing about design thinking, a lot of ideas exist and, you know, they don't have to be executed, you know, but the, it's, the, it's the, I suppose, the play and the investigation and the inquiry around mm. um, creativity, which is just incredibly healthy.
0: Mm what do you imagine the, the role of the in-house studio across that sort of corporate and government agency space? Um, you know, what, what do you imagine that they, they can actually achieve for the
1: business? Um, I, I think if studios are set up in a way like, cause it, you know, from the way I kind of mentor people, the, the studio is at the heart of, is the home of a creative. It's, It's where your references is. It's where your ideas come from. It's this environment you create that helps you make work. And um, with the coaching, and look, I haven't had the chance to act it out because there's this resistance to change internal spaces, but um, I really felt like the in-house studio should almost be like this, you know, amazing shop you come in and people are working and they're surrounded by all their influences Mm -hmm. and, there's things to interact with. There's spaces and talk to people about work, and I suppose there's, um, you know, <laughs> I could see a dog in the background, it's so cute. Oh, I dog's in the thinking, background.
0: I've got two, and I, I was just thinking that you can probably hear one of them snoring.
1: <laughs> so nice. Um, yeah, no, you know, it's a space where people can come and collaborate and talk about ideas, and I suppose really get in that mode of thinking big about things, and then you know, kind of executing with the detail. Um, so, you know, I really see the studio as being almost like a shop, you know, for the rest of the business to come in and be inspired about what the business could be.
0: So let's go back to the Powerhouse program. For those who are listening, what's its structure or perhaps uh, you could share a case study just so that we can understand the value of the Powerhouse program?
1: Yeah, Um. It's, I keep the groups quite tight. So it can be up to six people. We all get workbooks and so forth. And there's three sessions that um, I work through across three morning sessions, three separate sessions. You know, it's really hard to get people together. So I like to sort of start at eight, finish at midday, jobs can get done. But uh, the first, the first thing is about um, writing because uh, a lot of creatives are not great with writing and, I've got a, a couple of tools in place where designers can activate writing more in their practices mm-hmm. and um, they, you, you know, using this sort of style of writing these tools uh, in writing in expressing ideas rapidly. Um, so that's the first session and mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of fun. It's really dynamic and really fast. Yeah. The second session is about ideation and um, a lot of creatives have problems with um, generating ideas and so forth, you know, it seems to be the sort of stonewall that most people have. Um, again, I've got, I've got several tools I use, um, to help people, um, ideate more, but also I've got this other tool called the Matt as in Matt Damon and, um, it's a collaboration tool. So, um, collaboration is a really big part of the way that, um, I see the future being cast and, Um, really helping organizations see the power of working together as teams and the power of we rather than me. So um, there's a few very rapid uh, collaboration tools um, I put in place. And um, then the last session is about practice and that's a more deeper sort of investigation of who you are as a creative and what it is that got you there in the first place and where do you want to go with it? So what I do is I break that all down into its most basic components and um, help help the participants understand their practice because most of them live in this thing, which I call showcase, which is the output of work and the manifestation of it being, you know, whether it is through physical work, through an expression, through, you know, an exhibition or whatever, that's, I call that showcase. And a lot of designers live in there, but they've got the rest of their practice, you know, why they got in there, what's their inquiry, what's their materials, what's their technology, what's their purpose. None of that's benchmark. So, you know, they tend to sort of, you know, wander around wondering what the hell they are until they get to my age and go, oh, that's my practice. So I suppose it's really about helping um, the individual see where their strengths and weaknesses are and and benchmark so that they can be more active about the sorts of work they want to create and have more purpose around it.
0: So creative studio managers and their team are obviously the target, but the creative services manager is more often than not um, tied to uh, their expenses. You know, they're not the decision Mm. when it comes to purchasing. Yeah. What's the one thing that you think they could say to um, their, whoever they report to, whether it's the CEO or the head of marketing or, or whoever, what's that one thing that you think that they could say that would influence them to explore? the powerhouse
1: course? I think it's all about retaining team. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people within, I think that's one, of, when I was doing research about in-house teams, mm. one of the, one of the big dramas within in house is retain, is retaining and attracting good people. Mm. And um, I suppose this program really helps um, everyone uh be better at what they do, create, you know, work together more as teams, but also have a real understanding of them as an, as an individual and where they can make a difference. Um, it's crazy. I've seen so many over the because I've been doing this for 30-plus years now, um, and you've seen it too, VA. People get burnt out. And, yeah. and you know, in my business precinct that I had many years ago, you know, if we had 50 staff, you know, we get people, they hit this sort of 10-year Ceiling, and then suddenly they want to make pots, or become a photographer, or open a cafe, and they're really talented creatives, but they're just exhausted with, you know, living in showcase. And um, I suppose this process is about helping retain people and um, creating a bit more balance in a practitioner's life, because what I've noticed from teaching, because I've taught in Monash and I did the time with Swinburne. Um, being practice based as a designer and as a creative is um, it's not really taught. Um, Artists are taught it. Architects architects are taught it. Writers are taught it. Um, And if you talk to any artist, you know, they go practice, practice, practice. That's all they talk about. But if you talk to a graphic designer, you know, they tend to be very studio fit, but they don't really understand why they are, you know, and I suppose when you feed all those aspects of your practice, there's just much more satisfaction. You enjoy your work more you know, you're not as grumpy, you're not as worn out. And you know, you know, when you've hit your kind of ceiling with things, or you know, when you can really go nuts, you know, because you're looking after yourself and your own creative development. So Mm. I suppose that's a benefit. You know, a lot of creatives don't understand what their practice is. And, you know, they're kind of driving themselves towards exhaustion because, you know, they don't know how to stimulate the other parts of their world Mm. um, to give them more job satisfaction. So yeah, that would be my answer is that it's, it's all about retaining and attracting great people because ultimately if all your team's happy, you know, it just, people don't want to leave their jobs. They'd want to create really amazing work and they want to invite their really amazing friends to work there because the organization's so awesome, you know? So, you know, it's just a benefit all around, you know, um,
0: everything just, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like a lot of people have said, this feels like something specific. It's by creative for creatives and, Um, people really enjoyed that because I suppose, you know, we've done all these seminars and things and we sit down and get all the notes and, you know, get all excited and we start walking on fire and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it is very kind of removed from what, you know, the day-to-day of being in the studio. So my thing is really centred around creative practice and studios and studio life and being a creative.
0: Yeah. Well, to all of our podcast listeners, I know that um, you'll more than likely want to get in touch with Andrew um, to explore the Powerhouse program a wee bit further. Um, please feel free to DM me in the um, social app or email me directly and I can, share, I can share your details for you, Andrew.
1: No problem. Really kind. Thank you.
0: No, you're welcome. It's incredibly interesting and um, I think it's a much needed program for us sector that i think will truly elevate our um our creative community so i'm absolutely mm. thrilled you could join me today
1: thank you thank you for having me and thank you for everyone's attention i'm really grateful thank you you're
0: welcome take care happy end of year bye. happy summer yeah. break.
1: happy hanukkah Happy. yeah okay. bye bye